Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. In this episode, I wanted to discuss emotional wounds, uh, setting boundaries, apologizing, and forgiveness. Now, these are all pretty broad topics and um, encompass a lot of different things, but I just wanted to have a general discussion and um, a brief overview of these things. Now, it's pretty impossible to get through life without having something that really, really hurts you happen to you. An emotional wound is a type of trauma, uh, a negative experience, or it could be a few experiences that causes you pain on a deep psychological level. It is a lasting hurt that often involves someone close to you. This could be a family member like a parent, a sibling. It could be a lover, a friend, or another trusted individual like a mentor. Emotional wounds include but are not limited to rejection, abandonment, humiliation, betrayal, and injustice. Wounds can come in many shapes or forms. There can be abusive wounds like an attack with verbal abuse, um, a violent uh, physical abuse. There could be a wound from being judged. There can be wounds from feeling ashamed or violated. Wounds can be a result of manipulation, um, being dominated by another person, exploited, betrayed or guilted. They could come from neglect, abandonment, not being seen or heard. Um, You could have wounds where you may believe that you are somehow deficient now and unlovable. There are, of course, other experiences that may cause an emotional wound. To heal from an emotional wound, you must first honour your pain. An emotional wound is something that is beyond an upset or a sadness. They are felt within the depths of your being. You must feel this pain and honour it. Put time aside to reflect on this pain. Introspect. Give yourself permission to grieve. To feel sad. Do not judge yourself. If you're finding yourself caught up in your pain and thinking about it 24-7, A useful thing to do is to set aside a specific time each day to grieve. 
Um, this could be as little as 30 minutes. It could be an hour where you do not judge yourself. You devote that whole set amount of time to feeling the feeling that you feel and working through it or just feeling it, just being. Healing from soul wounds can be difficult and it can be lengthy, but it can be done. If you are struggling with getting over your wound by yourself, it is more than okay to ask for help. A lot of people that come to counselling are often there because a wound has provided the catalyst that they needed to seek outside support. It's quite common to not be able to get over something that has really, really hurt you without the help of another person. Something that counselling does that I really like is that it helps to get you outside of yourself. It helps you to box your thoughts and order them and sort them and look at them from a new light. It is a place where you're safe, where someone is holding space for you and there is no judgment. You can have the catharsis of getting everything out. You can vent. You can be brutally honest. You can just tell things like they really are. It's a great gift to give yourself. You are not weak for choosing to seek help. In fact, it can take a lot of strength and internal fortitude to ask for help. Don't compare yourself to others. Someone might be able to get over something that really, really hurts you quite quickly, but that someone may not have had the exact same experience. They may not have had your life experiences. Um, they're different. Everybody is different. It's okay to take it slow. It's okay if it takes you a little while. It's okay if it takes you longer than other people. There is no timeline for healing. It's important that you feel willing to process your feelings about the past. This is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support, you can find me at maramacounseling.com. Be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed. Be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. Sometimes when we have suffered an emotional wound, we need to set some boundaries. Usually this boundary setting is done when you may be at a phase of coping where you aren't quite at the forgiveness stage and you need to protect yourself. Sometimes boundary setting can be very hard. Uh, a lot of people that you will need to set boundaries with do not appreciate that you have set a boundary 
often people that are upset by you setting a boundary are people who benefited from you having none. So please be aware that this may cause a little bit of pushback in most cases. A quote about boundaries that I really, really liked is one that says, setting boundaries doesn't make me mean. I can set limits and expectations for my life and still be nice. Considering your wishes doesn't mean I have to do what you think I should do. My feelings and thoughts are part of the decision. And if you don't like it, then that belongs to you. I find that statement or quote to be quite powerful um, when thinking about setting boundaries. Boundary setting is not a punishment for the other person. It's a self-protection mechanism. It's keeping yourself safe. It's loving yourself enough to say, no, I care about the way that I feel and I'm putting myself first. Another great saying is, no is a necessary magic. It draws a circle around you and says, I have had enough. And sometimes people really need to know that. What you tolerate sets the tone for how people will treat you. If you do not want to be treated badly, it is okay that you say that. It is okay that you don't condone it. It is okay that you remove yourself from some people's presence. It is completely okay to love some people from afar when they cannot or will not give you any other option. There are a number of things that you may need to take into account when setting a healthy boundary. Um, the first step is what we've already spoken about with emotional wounds and that is tuning into your feelings and having some self-awareness. So you have to hone in on those feelings and honour them, really honour them. Don't push them to the side because it makes things easier. Um, this will probably just lead to resentment and other feelings of discomfort. Um, if you say yes to everyone else, you're starting a war within yourself. So learn to say no for the things that really matter to you. Give yourself permission. Um, fear, guilt and self-doubt are big uh, downfalls in setting boundaries. Um, it's quite common for people to feel guilty um, about setting a boundary but if somebody respected you and loved you enough there would be no need for the boundary in the first place. So really feel into the rightness of what you are doing. You need to be uh, very direct and name your limits. So you need to be quite sure where you stand. Um, know how much you can take and what you are not willing to condone. Um, yes, be very clear. Give no room for um, misconstrued notions or misunderstandings. Make self-care a priority. So you can listen to all the different tips that I have in my other podcasts on self-care. Um, but there are a lot of different things that you can be doing, like starting a new hobby or just doing things that feel good, that make you feel good. Seek support. Come and see a mental health professional like myself or my colleagues. We're really good at providing a safe 
space for you. If that's not your thing, find a trusted friend or family member. I will toot my own horn and say a mental health professional is probably better at this because we're not here to judge you and we really are a safe space for you to spitball ideas and we're a sounding board. Sometimes friends find it hard not to bring their own emotions into things or to judge you. Be assertive and start small like anything. It might take a little bit of practice, but that's that's okay. So that's a little bit about setting boundaries and I hope that you find that beneficial. Now, another thing that may need to happen in and around an emotional wound is an apology now you might be the one that has to make an apology if you're the one that has wounded someone else or you might be the wounded person waiting for an apology i would define a good apology as one that says i'm sorry i know what it is i have done i will try my very hardest to never do that again i can see how it's hurt you Is there anything that I can do to make it better? An apology should not come with excuses. An apology should not be just said in the hopes that it would make everything else disappear, like someone saying for whatever it is I've done. It should be very clear um, about what you're apologizing for and... If you can't do the all of the steps, just saying I'm sorry without excuses is better than throwing excuses at a person. It's probably not going to work. So those steps again are I'm sorry, I know what it is I have done, I will do my very best to never do that again. Is there anything I can do to make it better? And if you can't do all the steps, then please just do the first one and leave it at that. Now, if you are not the apologizer and you are the person being apologized to, it is okay to not accept an apology if it's not quite right for you yet. If the person has made excuses or if they don't even know why they're apologizing, um, it's quite all right for you to wait until the apology sits better with you um it's quite all right to keep your boundaries in place for longer and give yourself some space and time just because someone says sorry doesn't mean you need to drop your boundary straight away you do that when that feels right for you and that will largely decrease your feelings of resentment And any other negative feelings if things were to sour again or the apology was not quite sincere. And that brings me to forgiveness. Now, I'm sure that a lot of people think that forgiveness is something that absolves the wrongdoer of all wrongdoings. This is not the case. Forgiveness is usually done by a person for their own self. So they stop feeling those horrible feelings of resentment and anger. It doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation. One doesn't have to go back to the way a relationship was 
um, and in order to forgive. It doesn't have to be exactly what it used to be. It is an important part of healing for someone that has been wounded. But it's okay if it takes you a while. So with forgiveness, it is important to introspect and look at your anger and feel those feelings. Then you have to decide to forgive if you're okay with that. And then work on the ways that you might forgive someone, which could look like learning to let go, um, taking responsibility for your own part, uh, examining why it may have hurt you more than you or they thought it would. Another way to look at forgiveness is that it is a conscious and deliberate decision on your part to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or a group who has harmed you. And this is the important part, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Lots of people who harm you will not deserve your forgiveness. But forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. And it releases you from that internal prison of nasty, negative, unwanted feelings. As I said before, you can forgive someone and choose to not reconcile with them. They no longer have to be in your life. You can forgive someone and still be cautious and wary that it may happen again. That's okay. Um, but it's letting go of that really deep soul destroying hurt. Some strategies to help you with forgiveness could be putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So try to understand um, from their point of view. Um, they could be going through something else. It doesn't make it okay that they've hurt you, but it might just give you a deeper understanding of what happened for them in this situation. Could it possibly have been a misunderstanding? Try to visualize what happened objectively. So take your feelings and yourself out of it and look at it as an onlooker may look at it. Perhaps think back to the times when you yourself have made a mistake and how you felt. Um, how did that person forgive you? Something that I personally like to do to work me up and warm me up to that forgiveness is thinking about all the nice things that that person has done for me and weighing them up against the horrible things. If the niceness outweighs the horribleness, it's kind of easier for me to get over things and let them go. It's kind of easier for me to feel safe that they're probably not going to hurt me again. I also want to make it very clear that it is completely okay if you just can't do it at this point in time. That is okay. If you're struggling with this, that 
it doesn't feel okay to be not okay for you, uh, talk about the situation with people you can trust. This could be someone like myself, a mental health professional, a close friend or a sister. You can also record your feelings in a journal and this might also help you with introspection and honoring your feelings as well. Um, So you can write how you might feel about forgiveness. You can write down how it feels to be this hurt. Um, You could practice forgiving someone before actually doing it in real life. And the last thing that I'd like to mention that I often do in my life is to use negative experiences as a contrast point. So for me, if I experience something truly negative and horrendous, I try to imagine its counterpoint, the exact opposite of that. And I focus on that and that's what I want and that's what I will create And I just think about the opposite of that yucky feeling, which is usually a really, really nice feeling or a really nice outcome. And I put all my energy into thinking about how that might look, how that might feel. And I really visualize that. Um, And you can do this as part of that uh, winding down um, meditation that I mentioned in previous podcasts at the end of the day. Um, You can do this just every now and then when these feelings get to be too overwhelming. Um, And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And it's just, it becomes quite natural to do this. But I really like to do this because it's like a learning lesson. Like you can thank people for the negative experiences they gave you because it urges you to you know, not do that yourself to others. Um, or it urges you to say, well, that is definitely what I don't want in my life. So I'm going to look for what I do want. Um, so it's kind of like being grateful. Um, and as yucky as that might feel or sound to people, like being grateful for someone that hurt me, really, it's actually a huge lesson once you get to that stage. You know, life happens for me, even the crap stuff teaches me really awesome things this concludes this episode of the be light shine bright podcast from maramar counseling i'm pakala kiara and i hope you enjoyed listening today keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future and remember be light shine bright Until next time.